aspiring leaders, current leaders, and anyone who wishes to increase their leadership skills and improve their career. My name is Gary Davison, and I am the Poobah of the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into the skills and elements of skill set development to help you reach greater heights and to help you grow those leaders around you. What can you expect from the Lodge of Leaders podcast? It's simple. My name is Gary Davison, and I am a leader with 25 years of leadership experience. In that time, I've grown in excess of 20 leaders to executive level positions in the field of education. I've been a teacher, assistant principal, principal, university faculty member, a board member on many charities, in addition to the roles I've held outside of the field of education. These all give me a very unique perspective that I can bring to helping to grow you and the leaders around you. After you embrace the thoughts, beliefs, and actions of the systems that I've put into place, it's my belief that you will see your own leadership skills improve and thus your career will prosper. You can expect to grow and you can expect to grow those around you if you put the work into your skill set and you're honest with your feedback. Remember, friction makes for growth and we will grow. Welcome, Lodge members, to episode number 59. Today, Lodge members, we're going to talk about um, this is something you can't plan for. These are those events that just happened. Today, we're going to talk about leading in a crisis. You know, uh, Rudy Giuliani, the uh, mayor of New York City, uh, when 9-11 happened, he had a great quote about leading in a crisis. He says, it is in times of crisis that leaders emerge. That's what we're going to talk about today, especially in the principalship, is that principals are expected to lead, you know, in really good times. They're expected to take cultures and make them better and, and all of these things. But leaders are expected to be able to step in and deal with a crisis. They're expected even more to be able to lead in the midst of a crisis. Well, when you've never been in a true crisis, how do you learn? And you can't just hire people for principalships that have just been through a crisis. That's just not possible. But you want to make sure that they're prepared for it. Well, today we've got five success indicators that will really help you when you're in the midst of uh, a, a an extremely stressful time, a, a true crisis. You know, a mad parent sitting out front or something like that, it, it's stressful, but it's it's not what I would call a crisis. A crisis is a very, very um, a critical situation. A staff member that has gone down, a student that is in a terrible condition. Um, there are a lot of different instances that could be considered a crisis. First thing you need to do, is learn how to do your breathing. Um, and this you can practice in stressful times. This you can practice in good times to be prepared for that crisis time. Uh, wh what I like to do is, is I say it's the three-fifths. Um, you do uh, five breaths, but you're going to do, I'm sorry, you're going to do five seconds. You're going to do inhale for five seconds through your nose, hold it for five seconds, and blow out for five full seconds and do that through your mouth. So you're taking in air, 
you're holding it, and then you're expending even more. And what that will do is that will help you to remain calm. That will lower your blood pressure. That will give you enough oxygen in your bloodstream for you to be able to think clearly and to be able to act uh, quickly and swiftly when you need to. So breathing is the first element. Number two is to stay calm. And I know that's easy to say, but um, there are a couple of things that, that I really like to do. One is if, you can, if you're in a crisis situation, literally taking five seconds to say a very quick prayer or something that will center you on your belief system is very, very important. And you've got to be intentional about slowing yourself down. Don't get into this activity for activity's sake. I've seen leaders in the midst of a crisis that will really um, almost look like a puppy circling around where they'll just, they'll pace or they'll go back and forth and back and forth. You've got to temper that, um, that inclination because that's what your body is going to want to do. You need to slow it down. So don't move. Don't clench your fist. Just stay as calm as possible, move as little as you can, and move deliberately. Of course, you know, if you need to be the one running, you need to be the one. But if you're in a decision-making position at that time, slow yourself down. Number three, triage. Triage is what you're going to think about first. You're going to achieve or work to achieve the critical, the urgent, then the important, and next, those items that are stable. So critical is first. You're going to go right to those critical things. Those are people that are hurt. Those are people that that there's something that must be attended to that very split second. Urgent is more of um, people's needs. I'm not talking physical. I'm talking more emotional. They need information, things like that. That's more of an urgent need. Again, still very, very important, but it it's not as important as someone bleeding. The next stage is what are those important items to take care of? And finally, what are those things you would consider to be stable? That's a triage uh, uh, cycle that I like to remember. Um, and so whenever we're in the midst of a crisis, I, I do that. I take my breaths. I'm slowing myself down. Actually, when I'm doing my breaths is, is when I do my slight prayer. I do a very short prayer and I do it while I'm doing my breathing. So I'm kind of killing two birds with one stone. As soon as I emerge from that last breath, I'm getting right into the critical and the urgent, then to the important, then to the stable. Number four, As you're looking at those things that you need to do, remember, people first, all else next. So anytime you're in a critical situation, a crisis that's going on, uh, could be someone um, destroying property, could be someone coming into your facility, could be this, could be this, could be this, you're going to adhere to people first, property, items, those kinds of things, all next. That's, that's going to come after you attend to the people's needs. You're going to look at it from a critical viewpoint, an urgent viewpoint, an important viewpoint, stable viewpoint. Now we're going to deal with stuff, but people first, stuff next. And number five, you need to process this or practice this prior to um, 
an instance you have to use it. You're going to practice. You're going to talk to others about what you're doing, how you're doing it. You're going to reflect, and then you're going to plan. A lot of schools, uh, every school, I'm sorry, has to go through fire drills. We do lockdown drills. We do uh, severe weather drills. And that's a form of this, but I'm talking specifically about um, those times where you are expected to be the leader the one in front and you need a you need a system or a cycle to help you you know i remember back uh many years ago we had a loving staff member uh named linda she was a beautiful beautiful lady um she was actually the godmother to my daughter and um linda worked in our building with us and um uh, this was at the very beginning of a morning, a very busy morning. Students are arriving. Staff is arriving. Linda walks down the hall. She, um, we didn't know it at the time, but later on, we, we later found out she had a heart attack. As she went down to fall, she struck her face on the exposed brick inside the building, landing flat on her face on the tile floor um, in the midst of student arrival, staff arrival. I'm out in the hallway. And I hear someone say, oh, my gosh, there's Linda. And I ran down the hall to find her. And again, this is someone who I love very dearly in a pool of her own blood. I rolled her over. You know, her teeth are missing. She knocked teeth out. She's uh, really messed up her face and blood everywhere and and not breathing, not moving. Um, and so at that time, that's when I really had to go to my crisis steps. I, I took a moment. I had to gather myself. I, 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 I um, used my radio. I called for some immediate help, the, the school resource officer and a few of my admin to come help. I'm trying to hold Linda at that time. I was also praying with her, but also I was breathing and I was really attempting to stay as, as calm as I could. I went to, you know, slow myself down as much as possible. And by slowing myself down, I was able to achieve more um, in an effective manner, being more effective rather than missing the mark or having to go back and do things again was a lot more efficient than just dealing with just efficiency and then having to mess up. And what I mean by that is by slowing myself down, I was able to take my radio, calmly call for the school resource officer, calmly call for my other administrators and, and PE teachers that had a radio to come and help as opposed to being frantic and out and out of breath and not being able to talk and, and yelling and screaming and all of this, I was able to achieve it slowly, but yet quickly. So I go back to that adage, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And so that's what you have to do. Fast forward a lot through the story. Uh, Linda was uh, finally transported to the hospital at which time um, she was dead on our floor in our building, um, went to the hospital. She was revived on the way back to the hospital, um, was out of the building for about nine months recovering, came back to school and finished the next four years with us. And it's just a true blessing. Um, everyone pitched in. The students did a great job. The staff members did a great job. Everyone unified in a in a really great manner, and I'm not taking any credit for it, but I can tell you that had I been a frantic leader, I don't think the leadership of everyone else there would have been as quick to step in. I was calm. I was cool. I was collected. I was um, deliberate, 
very intentional about what I needed and when. And I really think that that helped others, particularly students, to be able to jump in and get right to it. Guys, to summarize, how do you gain the skills if you've never been leading in a crisis? Well, guys, we went over the five success indicators. And if you plan, you practice, and you reflect, you will get better at leading in a crisis. This podcast, The Lodge of Leaders, is sponsored exclusively by Greater Development, LLC. At Greater Development, they will develop, grow, and skillfully hone your leadership skill set. Let's face it, even Hall of Fame athletes, the greatest in their respective fields, have private coaches. Aren't your skills as important? Don't you want to be more effective and a fulfilled leader? They can help you. You can contact them at www.greaterdevelopmentllc.com. Let them help you reach your excellence. Lodge members, thanks for listening today to the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Before we go, I have a request. If you liked today's episode, please add a review of the Lodge of Leaders podcast on either Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you've been listening You can join the Lodge by going to drgarydavison.com and leaving me a comment or simply going to questions at lodgeofleaderspodcast.com. All of the questions and comments will be part of upcoming episodes. Until we meet again, please remember that experience is not the best teacher. Feedback is...